You're listening to the Racing Virginia Podcast. Now, here are your hosts. <laughs> I, I just I went, I went brain dead here. It happens. Uh, welcome to episode number 74. It's been, a, it's been a rough weekend. We have a great show for you, though, today. Um, got um, Garrett Maines from Powhatan, Virginia. Yes, I, for, I, I forgot to write down he works for Sim Seats. Um, it's okay because it was my first note. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lean on you on that because okay. you're the esports guy. That's okay. I can do that. <clears throat> so uh, uh, we're going to have him. We're going to have, obviously, story time with Randy Holman. Yep. And I can't wait to listen to another one of his yarns as uh, as we uh, um, you know delve into some of the old school racing stories yeah. of his past. And then we'll uh, finish it up with uh, Brandon Godovic, uh, who recently got uh, hired by uh, Sam Hunt Racing to race the road course at Indy. He's mm-hmm. going to be doing a couple of races with him, I believe. Yep. And thirty uh, eighth <laughs> to twelfth. So yeah, there uh, uh, and, and with limited practice. Well, once once we go into the interview, you'll understand why he he has become a road course ace. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, we'll have him, and um, but uh, obviously the the uh, the show starts on a somber moment. Uh, we we lost uh, one of Motorsports' great ambassadors, short track, I should say, and uh, this 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 past Saturday night at Langley Speedway. Um, Lord, I don't even know if I can talk about it. Uh, Sean Beluzzo, um, died from injuries, um, resulting from a, uh, a wreck he had in turn two. Uh, and, um, the, the whole short track, the Virginia short track uh, community and even national community mm-hmm. is, is mourning his passing. Uh, it is, um. It is never great to have to talk about someone losing their life. We know this is a dangerous sport. But when it touches home so close, when it, you know, when you know the person. I've mean, I known Sean probably over 20 years. Mm-hmm. One of the most genuine people you'd ever want to meet. And I, I am kicking myself in the teeth. Because he's on my list of guys to interview and literally changed up having him last week on the show because the Modifieds were coming at Langley and him being the 10-time champion, going for 11. Now, uh, I'm to be honest with you, I'm really uh, – it, 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 it tells me in my head that if I have, if I have an idea of someone – to be on the show, I need to get him on the show. Just don't don't put it off. Sean never refused an interview with me. I mean, never. And I and that goes all the way back to my asphalt radio show I had. Uh, <clears throat> he is a huge advocate of racing in the state of Virginia, especially Langley Speedway. Uh, you could find him on a regular basis at Virginia Motor Speedway if their division was off and we had a special event, he would definitely be there. But <clears throat> there were multiple times I saw him and Terry uh, and a, another group of, of Langley folks uh, sitting in the grandstands watching our racing. And uh, he had always mentioned to me, because I always gave him crap, uh, you know, hey, why don't you come race over here? And uh, he goes, man, he goes, I've done just about everything I can at Langley. I'm, I'd love to do that. 
He just never got the chance and <clears throat> had a tough year. Um, his daughter Bryce was uh, last year was uh, in the hospital for pediatric leukemia, of which she has beat. And um, the kind of father he was, Brandon, is amazing. That man spent majority of his evenings when Bryce was in the hospital, staying up there in the hospital at night. Him and Terry both. I mean, they're they're just great people. Terry is um, office or has been working as the office manager for Langley Speedway for quite a few years now. Uh, but um, <clears throat> to hear that, I, I didn't actually hear it Saturday night. I got a text from uh, my buddy Russ Wiles, who was uh, had <laughs> his first gig back announcing after having not announced for a couple of years. And this is what he, you know, and he sent me a text and I, I'm like, no, you're kidding me. And then I opened up social media and it was all over the place. And I just, I, I had that sinking feeling in my stomach, in the pit of my stomach. It was just, <clears throat> I don't know how to explain it. I, I, I've been around, I've known, um, a lot of driver, you know, I've been in, in in the business long enough. There's been a lot of drivers that have passed away. There's only a few that I really knew. Uh, Tommy Baldwin passed away up in in his uh, Wheeling Modified up north. Um, that I remember getting uh, that night because <clears throat> Virginia Motor Speedway was sponsoring him. In fact, Richmond Raceway used to sponsor him when the Sawyers owned the facility. So um, that was a rough night uh, because he would. He, as as rough and as he felt, you know, he was kind of everybody kind of like he's big time, you know, Tommy Baldwin, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's a big dude, and uh, Bill and him were had been friends for years, and and uh, so when he Bill bought Virginia Mercy, he just transferred the sponsorship, you know, to our to the mm-hmm. to our track, but <clears throat> it it hasn't felt as personal as losing Sean I feel so much uh my my heart breaks for for Terry and and the three kids uh I just uh, I literally am at a loss for words I I'm sitting here thinking you know what can I say I mean here's a everybody knows of his racing racing accomplishments and he's one of the winningest drivers at Langley Speedway in history of Langley he he holds the the record for the most championships he has 11 total mm-hmm. uh, 10 of those are, are <laughs> modified pretty much in a row uh, uh, th- i mean he got he was getting so dominant last year he won 16 of 17 races Absol- they put a bounty on him that's how i mean he, he was i mean he did his homework in the shop and did phenomenal work with graphics his graphics company. Um, at one time, he was one of the first ones to do some moving simulators uh, before it actually got popular. Mm-hmm. But um, he was a great racer, but more importantly, he was um, a great father, a great husband, uh, a great friend. Uh, I mean, you could literally talk to him about anything. And 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 if you know if he was talking about um, problems. After it all finished, he would, I mean, the conversation could just stop and go to other things. He was just that kind of, he's just a great guy. 
And uh, Mighty Mouse, we're going to definitely uh, miss you a lot. And Terry, I don't know if you'll hear this, but um, from Racing Virginia family, from me and Brandon, man, I'm going to tell you what, um, our deepest condolences. And, and uh, if we can ever do anything for you, I've already sent her a text. If we can ever do anything for you, please let us know. So it, I, I'm getting misty out. I think we need to probably change gears a little bit. But Mighty Mouse, uh, Godspeed. Uh, we lost a great one. I mean, his his impact. Uh, I I didn't know him personally, um, um, but his impact, uh, as you can see, was felt throughout racing Virginia, throughout the the country. And I mean, they even even talking about him on the the Cup Series yeah. broadcast yesterday. Uh, Kyle Busch, uh, Brad Kozlowski, a bunch of guys were tweeting it, and um, uh, Joe Moore um tweeted out something as well i mean that was i mean it was a lot of national exposure i mean uh, he's well known in the sport mm -hmm. he really is and and when when a driver dies uh, from an accident that happens on a racetrack it you know unfortunately it gets a lot of coverage mm -hmm. uh, and there's a lot of newspapers in the state of virginia that probably don't even cover racing that mm -hmm. they're covering it just because of this oh, yeah. so it's a <clears throat> it's a tough thing you know, to talk about and, uh, but to see the love he's been receiving on social media has been just mind boggling. He was, but that, I, not too many people didn't like him, <laughs> even when he was kicking your butt on the racetrack. And that's how, that's how you knew he was a great person. Yes. Is when you, you couldn't find a reason to not like the guy. I mean, he's, <clears throat> I don't think – I mean, if, if someone asks him to help, you know, setup-wise, I mean, he's that kind of guy. He wants you to be the best at the on the track as you can be because he doesn't just want to walk away with it. He wants to earn it. Yep. That's the way he was. But, um, but again, uh, it is a, uh, a sad day, and uh, we're going to miss you. We're going to miss you, Mighty Mouse. But um, a lot of racing. Let's switch gears because I'm getting ready to tear up. I – I can't talk about this much longer. Uh, as much as I'd love to talk about Sean, um, a lot of racing went on. You went to Dominion for the first time. Yeah, yeah it was absolutely, uh, you know, great racing and uh, a little top-notch top -notch, top -notch facility yeah, too. A little like, wrestling match. Uh, <laughs> if you if you want to, it was backyard wrestling. Yeah. Is what it was. It was uh, um, not Olympic style. Um, yeah, uh, Tyler, Tyler Hughes and Doug Barnes Jr. Um, got into an incident on the track. Um, really? I, well, well, it, it happened on the track first, yeah. and then it spewed over to – it was still on the track, but it was outside of their – well, outside of one of their cars. Um, I've seen think, a lot of things. I've seen helmets <laughs> thrown. Well, you know what? I have seen someone jump through somebody's window before. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen a video a few few years ago, something kind of similar, but, but like never but, like that, never in person. But this dude jumped up on the wall and yeah. it got a little like trot it, and a run. And like, it wasn't like it, it was it, he, off the top turnbuckle. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and like the thing was like ty, like they they wrecked Tyler. He, uh, 
from what I understand, he blew a tire going yeah. into the corner, and he had he had no control over the car. Mm-hmm. Like, but Doug didn't know that at the time. Right. He just thought he overdrove it, and and they both plowed into the wall. But yeah, he uh, if you've seen the video, I was about two seconds away from <laughs> from having the having a better video on my phone, and I <laughs> my thumb was too slow. By the way, Fredericksburg newspaper used your stuff. Yeah, well, I, thank you, Fredericksburg newspaper. I have to look at that because I didn't. I didn't. Get, I, I have to pull it up. Yet. I have to pull it up for you. Um, it was on Facebook. But uh, but yeah, like that was. Uh, I feel like there's there's going to be a suspension in order, uh, um, perhaps. Perhaps. Um, right. But but Vaughn did say that he wanted the, he wanted them to come both of them to the Hampton Heat this weekend. <laughs> yeah, so, so to see that. But uh, uh, and speaking of the Hampton Heat, uh, I saw Bill Mullis uh, on a TV commercial for Wavy TV, and yeah. and he did said there'll be some kind of tribute for mm-hmm. for Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, absolutely. Um, during the festivities uh, for the Hampton Heat this this coming weekend, that's going to be a hell of a race. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. Like with the 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 late model action that we've seen so far this yeah. year here, um, there's no way that it can't be. I mean, Mike Mike Looney and and Peyton Sellers were both really strong at Dominion last weekend, and um, they had some uh, well. There was a lot of carnage at Dominion, and uh, not not just the uh, not just the wrestling match, but a lot of teams are going to have long weeks at the shop based on what happened at Dominion this week. <laughs> <laughs> when the weather gets hot, so do the tempers, baby. Yeah, <laughs> uh, man, man, we've got a great show, and um, I guess I should turn this up. Uh, we got a great show here today, and like we said, we're going to start it off. We're going to go to the HoosierDriver.org hotline and talk to a driver out of Powhatan, Virginia. He's the driver of the number one Smithfield Legends car for Lady Ga Motorsports in the summer shootout down at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and the driver of the Smithfield Toyota for Richmond Raceway Esports and Elliott Sadler Esports. He is Mr. Garrett Maines. How you doing, Garrett? Oh, but... All right, let's do this one again. Welcome, Garrett Maines. <laughs> Thank you. Glad to be here. I did. Uh, I had the the wrong button pushed. It's okay. <laughs> he, does, he does that a lot. Oh, uh, first of all, um, let's talk about uh, let's let's get to know you a little bit. First of all, I guess Brandon is eating at the bit right now because yeah. this is his this is his wheelhouse esports but i want to talk a little about uh, your start in racing i mean i mean you are a three-time arena racing usa champion and um did extremely well in that division well yeah i started um i started go-karting when i was five years old Uh, my dad did it for i think 23 years before i really got started and that was you know kind of the thing just got me into it i you know i stopped doing it when the carts got faster and for probably five years, I was like, hey, when are we going back to go-kart track? And there was just kind of that thing, you know, I wanted to get back to the car. And my mom found the arena race, and she's like, no, I should do this. And yeah. he full, thought, full you know, it's yeah. going to be this great, great opportunity. Both of us are going to get to race, or he's going to get to go race, you know, arena racing on the weekend and then go go-karting all week, too. But, uh, no, it didn't work out that way. But I ended no. up getting to do arena racing for, like, three years, and it was a lot of fun. We got to... You know, he got to work on my car, and then I got to watch him race. It was pretty cool. Normally, uh, normally, mom is the uh, going the opposite direction with the with the racing deal. She's, <laughs> she was very supportive of uh, you get back into it. You know, I think it was a, uh, you know, kind of somewhere in the middle of nervous and uh, excited. It's definitely you know cool to have her you know going to the track and you know getting to watch me and being supportive. 
Um, you know, over over the last few years, she's been taking me to Charlotte, and now you know she rides with me down. Uh, you know, for the Legends racing. It, well, it, I'm I'm actually announced arena racing for a couple of years, so I got to see you race. Uh, and uh, I, I know why mom, I'm going to tell Brandon right now why mom said yes, because uh, unlike a, a go-kart, the arena cars were many Winston Cup cars or many Cup cars, and they have a full cage around you. They have something <laughs> above your head. So I'm sure that was one of the reasons mom said okay. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> if you come flying out of a go-kart, it hurts a lot more. But uh, <laughs> definitely the mini cups, they gave you a respect for hitting the wall. Because those things, when you hit something, it goes to you. Yep, but, uh, yep. They're a lot of fun, though. Now, uh, you're racing the summer shootout down at um, uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Talk a little bit about your legend racing, because those cars are a handful, brother. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I'm blessed to have the opportunity to drive for Latiga this year. It's been been an interesting year we started off the season i ran you know i started the winter heat this year um and we won the first race down there and then we had an issue with the engine it was an existing issue um you know before they got the car and apparently when it was at 600 you know this one didn't get resolved started you know blowing oil off the side so that kind of cost us um we come back for summer shootout they changed the tire that was like you know a complete switch for me it was totally different from the old one and all the other people I'm racing against, for the most part, have had some kind of experience on it. So, I, was, I mean, I'm just in for the uh, the learning curve. And after the rain race, I'm assuming that after the rain race, like, you know, you kind of abuse the engine during the rain races. And apparently I was losing compression in one of the cylinders. Didn't know this for, like, weeks and weeks and weeks. And we're wondering why I'm getting slower and slower and slower. And come to find out, I'm just perfecting my line because I'm like, there's no way that I'm not hitting the chip at the end of the straightaway running fast time. But uh, it's good that we found that out because last race we found out we were 50 pounds down on compression and just hopefully uh, this week it'll be back to full power and we can continue the season on. Now with uh, with uh, that uh, yeah, I revelation. Knew, I knew he wanted to change gears. No, no, I was no, – was, that's No, that's okay. Go man, ahead. That was normally how I change gears. But yeah. I was saying with that revelation of the car, now what do you can, can you expect uh, – um, how can you expect your performance on the track to improve and what are your goals for the rest of this season? Well, definitely, um, you know, the goal is to just round out the season really, really strong. Um, you know, I'm kind of starting back with the first plate again because, like, you know, I haven't been on the same – you know, playing field uh, the last few weeks. But the Hoosier tire is, like, totally different. Like, I'm used to being able to just send it into the corner and, like, park it on the brakes and just, you know, stop right away. This tire, if you, you know, punch brakes too hard, you break any traction, it just goes into a four-wheel, un, like, unforgiving slide. And that's just a totally different uh, totally different animal that I'm used to. But definitely expecting to pick up a couple cents now that the engine's going to be fixed because I've been – I've been sitting there just perfecting my line at this point, you know. I, I thought the speed was, you know, I thought I was on a full-power engine, so, you know, I'm just looking for a speed in the line, and I was keeping up pretty good on the long run with, you know, down on power. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll really get to show what we got. Not the gear I thought you were going to hit. No, man. <laughs> we're, we're, hitting, we're hitting actual real-life real, real life gears in real-life yeah. cars right now. See, I'm, so, I'll be good. I, I know. swear. Uh, well, let's switch because I'm, he is just 
bubbling over here, Garrett. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> he, he has he has a page full of notes about this because yeah. he knows I know nothing about esports other than that I watch it on uh, every once in a while. I have never competed in it, so um, uh, you are currently uh, on the esports teams for Richmond Raceway and Elliot Sadler Esports. So I'm gonna give it to. By the way, Brandon says you're really good at this. Okay, so for <laughs> for, for uh, well, he's I, on your development team, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is. I I know the guy. I text him every, every single day. We're buddies. Like we we if it wasn't for social distancing, we'd be going out to lunch. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I've got your page up right here. Um, for anybody who doesn't know iRacing, um, he has a uh, eight four seven one i rating. 8,471 I rating, and that is one of the top oval I ratings what's, in, in the world. What's the what's the top? What's the what is I mean, just what is the range of numbers? You you can go as high as you want. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but say uh just just for example, I am a I'm a thirty nine hundred. Oh, okay. And he's an eighty four seventy one and he So has, he's way better than you. Yeah. So Garrett, I wanted to know first, how did you get into iRacing and uh um just to start off with? Well, once again, like, you know, my dad was doing some motion back from, you know, I think it was NASCAR 3, like, yep. really, really early game, you know, like, playing on dial-up kind of thing. Um, and it just, it, I remember this from, like, my childhood. The room across the hall was, you know, he was always in there sim racing, and I always got to watch. But it never really, you know, sparked my interest until probably, I think I was 13. He got a G27, he was sitting upstairs, you know, playing on iRacing, and, you know, I was playing, like, you know, heat with a uh or not it wasn't NASCAR. he was NASCAR inside line i was playing with the controller so he got me a wheel started doing that and it really got me into you know wanting to sim race and i got a very rude awakening when i got on an actual sim but uh <laughs> we got the learning experience and you know we've come a long way since then and got a lot of good people to you know help me out on the sim and you know over the couple, last couple of years we've really you know broadened our our scope of racing and gotten into some other stuff, not just oval, but you know, rally cross and some dirt stuff. Just hey, 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 he said dirt. He said dirt. Ha, you said dull. the magic word. I think uh, uh, he won't get this reference, what? but the duck just fell down from the magic word right now. Yeah. Uh, so do you do some, some, some outlaw sprint car and late model racing? I do not do the sprint cars because that is like, for me is it's so fast and I just don't have the time on the setups as well. But I've done some, you know, some late models from time to time. Races. Some of the people that are actually in the uh, the World of Outlaw Pro Series now, like on iRacing, yeah. were the people that I used to race with, like, all the time. And it's pretty cool to see, like, how far they've gone. Um, but, yeah, the dirt stuff is kind of like a casual thing for me at the moment, just considering the amount of time I've got to, you know, to spend on it. But the rally cross, if you count that as dirt, that, that's where it's at for me right now. That's been That's been a blast going for the world championship again this year and you know hopefully we'll we'll make it again and have some really really good results so you uh, you said you got a lot of good people to help you over the you know especially over the past few years um we took notice at richmond raceway esports we uh we wanted to get you on our development team just to, to highlight your brand as well but you also jumped on with uh with Elliot Sadler esports. Um, Elliot, who we had on the show a few weeks ago, we we're talking about esports, yeah. but he started his own team, and it's more of a technical team with with people setting up the cars, and and now you're on that. Um, what have you found to, to be the biggest uh, you know um, help uh, being on that team? 
yeah, it, it's been a really cool opportunity to get to work with Elliot. Um, we had a, an issue, you know, where our teams kind of split up before, and it was pretty much all of my friends that just kind of kind of went with me, and they've been with me for you know a few years now, and it's been you know a really good close relationship and you know good friendships with them, and we all you know were, I think Michael was friends with Elliot, and they talked about an esports team, and you know there we had it, and then we had uh, Elliot Sadler, <laughs> Elliot Sadler esports, so there you know all of us kind of joined the team up, and it's been really cool you know to get the branding behind him and you know to get that opportunity to race for him. It's, it's been cool. Like he'll be in the races with us and we'll all just be, you know, running a cup race together and, you know, working on setups together. It's been, it's been really cool. That's uh, you don't get that every, every, every day. And a, a uh, NASCAR cup series winner and Xfinity series winner, one of racing Virginia's greatest to say, Hey, come just come be on my team so. or Richmond raceway. <laughs> hey, kid. Yeah, you know. for sure. <laughs> I'm 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 trying to give Elliot a big head here, but uh, um, oh, you ain't got to you ain't uh, got this. Come on now, you're right. You're Come right. on, you uh, don't have to give him. Yeah. <laughs> so but I, Elliot, that's just, I'm, we're just joking, yeah. buddy. So you know, you uh, you are on a team. You're one of the you're one of the best oval racers, and I can tell you this: you're one of the best oval racers on iRacing right now. Um, you're just playing fast. How do you get you know? Say, if you're driving in a fixed setup, you're also faster than pretty much everybody out there, too. How do you get that fast on iRacing? No, I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> so, it's really weird. Over the last couple of years, you know, I used to have to really spend a ton of time learning the cars and really practicing. But as you, you know, get into sim racing, the longer you're on it, it's sort of like you get a feel for what you're doing. You know what I mean? And I used to run like, you know, on Logitech wheel and pedals and I got a feel for that. So I was really fast with what I had and I started upgrading and I found out as you upgrade, unless it's your pedals, your pedals actually kind of do give you a quicker advantage. You have to really pay attention with, you know, Logitech. But as I've, you know, learned to upgrade, you start looking for different fields and really you're not trying, as long as you know the track, you're looking for a specific feel in the wheel. And once you get that like muscle memory of what you're looking for and what you're feeling for, it's sort of like in real life, you know, when you hit your line, right, you know, when you hit the right roll speed, you just kind of get that sensation as well on high racing and just learning what to look for and what it feels like definitely makes it a lot easier to uh, be fast. Yeah. Your, uh, your sim seat must, uh, must help as well. Right. <laughs> uh, no doubt. It's like, <laughs> He better say that. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, you don't even know that. Like, I used to have a GT Omega, and I, I had that sim for a really long time. But it never, like, I couldn't get it to fit me just right. So I had pillows behind my back. But, I mean, I, it was a really good rig for what it was. But now that I got the sim seat, like, I've got my field of view exactly where you want it. I can set the seat just where I want it to be, like, comfortable. No pillows, no nothing. Just, like, you know, sit down in it and be exactly positioned where I want. It's just so, you know, versatile and yeah, it's a really solid rig on top of that. Wait a minute, you, you didn't help build one that kind of fits you, you know, perfect, right? Yeah, we, sh- we no, should. This is... We should give some background that uh, that Garrett works with yeah. our buddy Zach McAfee at Sim Seats, <laughs> um, and I've seen him. I met Garrett in person for the first time as he was testing out uh, one of the like I think it was like a fifteen thousand dollar motion rig Whew. that was uh, that that he had helped build. So um, that was kind of our segue into Sim Seats. So. There you go, Garrett. We teed you up. You know what? Maybe we need to do a show over at Sim Seats. I think we do, too. (laughs) (laughs) 
So how did you get hooked up with uh, with those guys, and and what's that experience been like? Because having having a, a job with them, where you're, you know, this is an area where you're really good at. Yeah, for sure, love my job. But uh, I actually, I was supposed to do a Trans Am race a couple years ago. I think it was maybe it was last year um, at Mid Ohio. So I think my dad got in touch with Zach, and you know, I went over there to test on their motion race. I think it was on the projector one. If you've ever seen that one. Oh um, yeah. I've been yeah, there. It's I, amazing. Oh, it is. Um, Can't afford it. So I was testing. <laughs> me neither. Um, <laughs> but I was testing the you know K and N car at Mid Ohio just to kind of get a feel for it. You know, I was doing some laps there just to get some you know muscle memory of the track, and you know that's kind of how I got hooked up with Zach. So when I went to Richmond Raceway, they were doing the event, you know, and they had I think the three sims there. And I just I asked him. I was like, Hey, do you have an opening? And that was the right answer um, that I got there. So I ended up, you know, getting the job there. And two weeks later, you know, I was working there and I've been working there ever since. And I love every second of it. It's a lot of fun. I mean, when you find a job that you're already interested in, you know what I mean? Because you're doing it at home. It's great when you get to do it at work, too. You you ain't kidding, brother. <laughs> um, so one of the things like that, that you've been open with is that you were on the spectrum of autism. Um, you let people know that, but we want to know, uh, what you would like people to know about, uh, about that. Yeah, I was diagnosed on the spectrum when I was either two or three years old and, you know, coming through grade school, it was kind of a thing of, it was kind of difficult to make friends and I've been really blessed to have some really good, uh, friends in my life. Um, getting on the sim racing. Honestly, when I got into racing in general, it used to be a thing, you know, where I was like terrified to get on the mic or whatever, which it's, it's sort of a normal thing for kids to be, you know, not want to be, you know, talking on the mic in front of a mm-hmm. ton of people. But that was actually the thing that like opened me up to being able to talk to people in general. Um, cause I, I got interested in racing. It was just, you know, something I was comfortable talking with instead of it being something I was terrified with, you know, later in the season, it was something I was like, you know, waiting to get out of the car for. It's been really cool. Like it just opened me up to be able to talk talk to people in general. And over the years, it's just like I've gotten more and more comfortable. Very cool. I know, just, and I, and I, I'll go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it's just made a huge difference in my life. You know, I've, if I wasn't racing, I'm not really sure. You know how it would have gone down. Like it's just really changed the way you know I look at things, and it's given me a great opportunity. You know, for other people that are on the spectrum, like. You know, if you find something you love to do, like that—that's your thing, you know. Oh, for sure. And I mean, like that—that that community, like the iRacing community, is just so good um, overall and just very welcoming for you know everybody. So that had to be something that you when you, when you jumped into um, was a huge positive. Just and and now it's something that you're you're talking about. It's getting you recognized, and uh, you're you're moving on and up from there. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of people, you know, when I get on the iRacing that it's like, you know, you see them signed up for a race and you're like, oh man, I got to race this one with them just because, you know, you're good friends with them. It's not that you're, you know, wanting to just go in there and beat them or anything. It's just like, you know, that's, that's the guy you like to race with. And you just find, you know, you, you find a community that you, you know, you really appreciate, you know, the respect you get. And it's, you know, it's a lot of fun and it's really cool to, uh, to get to meet new people and make those friendships. Okay. I gotta, I gotta know one thing. You know this esports stuff. I, I'm I'm looking at his Facebook page right now. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, I love the bug, the for the for the, for the rally cross. <laughs> my my yes, buddy sir. my buddy Steve Arpin dri- He doesn't drive a bug, but he I forget what he drives. In the real yeah, 
you know, rally cross stuff. How do you go? For, I mean, I, I'm looking at that. He says NIS. What does that mean? All right. So that's like it's one of the top um, oval racing series. That's like not a pro series. Right. Um, they're like half length NASCAR races. A bunch of the pros jump in from you know from time to time from like the you know the Coke series. Um, and it's just where a bunch of the big teams that you know aren't particularly racing for pro take their you know, the best setups and they run four times a week. And it, it's a really big deal to be able to, you know, compete in that. That's right. kind of like the, uh, you know, the scale as to where you actually are, um, you know, competitiveness as a team. Is that kind of like the Xfinity to Cup? No. No? No. no. But no, I, I wouldn't say so. It's, the, it's sort of like being able to just, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a representation of where you're at. It's a lot of fun. It's kind of like a training pool okay. in a sense for people that want to learn the Cup car. That is mm-hmm. the race to be able to, you know, test what you got. Yep, because it's uh, it's in the Cup car every every week, and it, it tries to mirror the uh, um, actual NASCAR Cup Series schedule. So you take your setups that you've worked on, or it could be a fixed setup one. They have ones for those too, and there it's just four big races that any I racers with a C license or above can get in and test their stuff. Okay, what do you have to have to get into the Coca Cola Series? What kind of license? So you actually have to get to the RTP series, which is where I am right now. Last year was the first car to not make it, which was very, very disappointing. But uh, this year we're going for it again, and hopefully our luck will turn around because I feel like we've had the car to do the last three weeks, and we have had every single thing possibly go wrong, like cautions at the wrong time, slapping us a lap down, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Running, running top five where you want to be, and then you know you pit, and the caution comes out, and you get trapped. That kind of thing's been going on. But as long as you're in the top 20 at the end of the season for RTP, you go into pro, which takes the top 20 pros out of the Coke Series and the top 20 out of Rhodes Pro. They race again for, I think it's seven or eight races in Xfinity cars. And then the top 20 of that go back to Peak or Coke. I keep calling it Peak Series, but it's the Coke Series. They go back to that. And mm-hmm. that's where you get, you know, the you drivers. Sponsor right, man. Deals. That, that's where the money is, right? <laughs> that, that's where you, yeah, can make sure. mo- you can make money in that, right? When you're yeah, in the Coke the series, Coke series is the, that's the big money. That's oh. the I think the highest paying uh, series on iRacing Pro. I think you win like forty thousand dollars. Yeah, or Zach, our our uh, our well, he was with another team last yeah. year, but he he won forty grand last year for winning the championship, and they're giving away I think a uh, hundred thousand for the champion this year. So you can win a lot of money by. Being yeah, I really heard that good. it went. I heard it got bumped up. Oh yeah, big time. So. so. Um. But uh, Garrett, man, it, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to come over to Sim Seats and do a, a live show and uh, mm-hmm. meet you in person. I met you already, so I mean, I've yeah. you know, I was being an announcer of the arena racing. That was kind of cool, though. By the way, um, I wish it was still around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of people wish it was still around. Uh, it, you know, I think the problem was is that. Um, especially, you know, having to go all the way down to Norfolk there for a while that 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 was uh, rough. Uh, coming back to Richmond and then Richmond not knowing whether the Coliseum is going to be blown up or and replaced or kept or whatever. So uh, hopefully one of these days it will come back because I, I thought it was a great tool to get people into racing, get them excited, and get them some experience because, man, racing out of Brandon, I don't know if you ever saw it, but racing on that uh, high bank aluminum racetrack, but mm-hmm. that was that's crazy. I, I've seen uh, I've seen videos. I've never watched a race in person, but I've seen a bunch of flips on those tracks. Oh, wow. that was live. That was <laughs> oh, live. Yeah. It didn't take much to flip them. 
So, no. but, oh. but uh, Gary, we know you got to get back to work. Uh, we don't want yeah. your your boss to get mad at us or anything. Yeah, so <laughs> you said uh, you said that you loved your job. Well, we want you to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, good luck uh, with the i racing stuff. And uh, you know, I, now that I'm part of the the I guess the Richmond Raceway team, yeah. some um, you know, I'm gonna keep a, I'm gonna keep a closer eye on you. Yeah, I think because uh, um, my team, my team that I was on just disbanded. Yeah. I'm gonna like put a bug in Elliot's ear to come uh, hang out with you guys if I possibly can. Sometimes <laughs> there you go. Uh, but uh, folks, you can um, you can actually see him I racing just about any night of the re- of the week. Uh, he's driving the number one Smithfield uh, Toyota Camry uh, in the NIS NIS races Wednesday Wednesday nights, Friday nights, Sunday mornings. They normally have them. And the and the cool thing about uh, that is, I mean, you can also see him doing some rally cross, some truck racing. I mean, but looks like all the cars are pretty similar. Yeah, and he's probably going to beat you at, at any any one of those if you're, <laughs> if you're in there. So if you're talking to us and you're racing against Garrett Mains, you're going to get it. By the way, I want to see um, uh, I want to see you uh, race Brandon one time. Oh God, just just the two of y'all. <laughs> and tell him I I'd got, be down. I got about uh, I got about 15 wins at Rockingham in the Legend Series this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, folks, he is uh, Garrett Maines. Again, you can see him on iRacing, and you can see him at the Summer Shootout uh, in the Number One Smithfield Legend. So, uh, thanks so much for joining us, bud. Thanks for having me, guys. Man, man, great kid. Man, great kid. Great we've kid. had some. Oh. We've had some great kids on lately. The the uh, the the new crop is going to put racing in a really oh, good spot. I mean, Good-looking kid, man. Some sponsor would like that, you, you know? know. You know what? He is a market. He's a marketable kid. He's fast. Yeah. He is fa- fast, marketable, good human being. That's what you need. Um, so well, speaking of one of our kid, one of our kids. Um, he got into it the other day with Noah Gregson. Did you see that? Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> man. I, I can't believe we didn't talk about that. Oh. We, we, we might hear we, later. Oh, Lord. That was mm, my boy Harrison. <laughs> yeah. We'll get, 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 him, get him in on a, on a heavy bag. Uh, <laughs> or the speed bag, I should uh, say. I'm just, I'm just wondering if uh, there are going to be any penalties from that. I haven't seen I, any. I don't know. I, I think they'll probably let it go just like uh, like they have uh, here lately. But, uh, no, um, I will say, though, he, he, he took a punch, and then he came up and, and did a did a really classy interview. So, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> Said it was a long time coming. I can't wait to watch some of the stuff on the track here in the next couple of weeks between those two. Oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. As we always do every week, uh, at about this time, we're doing a little bit earlier this week, it is time. It is story time with Randy Hallman. Hey, Randy. Hey, guys. How are you? Good, man. How you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. But folks, if if you haven't already done so, make sure you visit the Race in Virginia uh, website and. Uh, read his columns a lot of great columns are i mean there are a lot of great uh, columns archived and if you've never read the columns columns go there read about them and then uh, uh and then go backwards you know yeah yeah you might learn something 
No, you'll learn a lot. There's no, that. there's no might about it. <laughs> I'm learning something every time. I thought I, I thought I was a racing junkie. I learn something every time I read something from Randy. Yeah. Um, first of all, Randy, uh, <clears throat> we talked about it at the top of the show. Um, as a reporter, uh, how difficult is the the loss of a uh, a, a local driver, um, especially one from Virginia, for for you guys in the in the media? to have to do a story on that? It's crushing. It, it's, it's, it, and it's never, it's never easier. It's, it's, uh, it's just as bad today as it was when I was on the beat at the track and, and, you know, right there in the, at the event. Uh, it's, it's just, um, you know, it, it you have to you have to go through it. You have to question yourself. You have to question your sport. Um, and and you may you may feel that you answer those questions. Uh, you know that you that you've been through that. You've you figured it out. But you, I don't know. You have to figure it out again. You have to think about it and try to understand what it is that makes people take the risks that they take and uh, I don't know it's just it's a it's a hard thing and it's never easy it's, it's just uh it's really difficult I don't I didn't know Sean personally I'd written about him I had talked to other people about him and uh got you know I had a a great impression of him and you know, it's it's it really he was he was uh, he was on my on my gotta go list. I, it's like you know one of the things that I was very much wanted to do this year was get down to Langley, and uh, and he was the reason. Uh, I hadn't been there in a long time, and I had and I probably saw him race because uh, he's been racing there for quite a while, and I probably have seen him race, but I wasn't paying attention. You know, I'd be there for, for some other particular event or some other particular person. Um, and so I wanted to go back. I wanted to, to, you know, this guy's just, I mean, he can win race after race after race. I need to go, I need to go watch him. I need to, you know, watch him uh, fly his, his craft and now 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 i can't so yeah it uh it just uh it it, it really slammed me to, to to get the news uh the other night i was i was really hit hard by it. as as were all of us in the sport and and beyond the sport you know just what happens well um we we've been anxiously awaiting We'll shift gears, by the way. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I, get, I get a little too teared up when I talk about Sean. Um, uh, what, what is the story this week? We've been waiting. Pins and needles. What is the story? <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I've, uh, I, I thought about Watkins Glen um, when, uh, when, when the news came that, uh, that we wouldn't uh, – that we wouldn't be uh, going to the to the Glen this year, 
uh, in the in the Cup Series. And my my I have, my advice to everybody is if you get a chance, go uh, when it, when it's back on the schedule. And uh, I mean, really, even if even if it's not on the schedule, just go. Go to Watkins Glen. Go to Watkins Glen and see a sports car race. Go to Watkins Glen if there's no race. It's a beautiful part of the country. Great place to be. They have a wine festival too. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, you know you can have your own personal wine festival. Just go. <laughs> it's a it's such a beautiful part of the country, and the, and yes, there you know it's it's the wine country, and it's uh, it's just really you know you can. You can stretch out and relax and enjoy it and and plan to, you know, when you go to a race there, plan to spend some time. Don't just go for, you know, drive up and, and, and when the race is over, jump in the car and drive back. You got to take your time. Spend a few days. I The, the story, uh, the, the, the memory I have, uh, and I, I'm – I'll have a, a few gaps in, in, in all the exact facts. I'm sorry. I, I, I haven't done enough research. Um, but it was in the 70s. And, uh, and just as I, I managed to get the paper to send me to Indy for the 500, I also managed to get them to send me to, uh, to the Glen for, for the Formula One races. This was before stock cars had, had started running there. And, um, you know, I, I persuaded the, uh, our editors that, uh, you know, this is, you know, we got, we got the Indianapolis 500 and we got Formula One comes to America, so we should go there. So they sent me up there. And, um, yeah, I, I, one, one of the ways I did it was I was, I was, a, I was a cheap traveler. Yeah. So, so they would, they would say, "Well, we could go. We could stay. We don't. We don't have any money for a hotel." So I, I shared a, an RV with some friends. So up up the road we go in our RV. Not not one of the not one of those big million dollar jobs that you see uh, guys have now, but just you know a, a very modest one. So here we go. So we get to this is the seventies, and and uh, we get to Watkins Glen in the middle of the night. Literally, it's what two in the morning, I guess. So, um, the people I was with had been there uh, before, and they knew they knew their way around. And so we get there, and we kind of drive up to the gate, and, the, and it's like some—I guess the kid was like seventeen or something—was the security, and and our and our guy talked talked his way in. He said, "Yeah, yeah, we're 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 going to you know we'll get our credentials tomorrow, but we need to we need to get in there." And, and uh, and settle in with our with our motor with our RV and then okay okay go ahead you know the kid was sleepier than we were and then we went and we drive around but the back of the fist and it's already like Friday or, or whatever uh, or maybe maybe it was, it was earlier I think it was Thursday Thursday morning so we get there and and we drive around along the back of the fist and there's a gap. In the in the parked motorhomes and RVs, and we pull in. So there we are, and we 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 knew where we were, but we didn't know exactly, you know, who else was around us. So the morning, that morning, about 
6 a.m., there's a pounding on the door. And it's Marie-Claude, oh gosh, I can't remember her last name. I should, because she's somewhat famous. Anyway, Marie-Claude is pounding on the door. She's in the next, in the next uh, motorhome, which belongs to the Renault team. <laughs> and it's like uh, she's pounding on that because we have parked in what was to be the space where they would put their awning out and have a little, you know, a little, a little patio. And, and uh, my friend Dick Conway is with us. And Dick Conway is a, one of the great photographers ever to, uh, to uh, work the, the racetrack. And has also been a public relations man for for some Xfinity level teams, and and uh, he's still a uh, an, an ambassador for the racetrack, and and he is a great ambassador because he is he is diplomatic and uh, silver tongue. And so Nick Conway talks to Marie Claude, and Marie Claude has been a driver like almost at the Formula One level and has has gone over to the public relations and, and, and administrative side of the sport. And she is running running the show for, for the Renault team. And we are in her space. And so Conway in his in his diplomatic, tactful way talks to her and, and gets her to quit being quite so mad at us and says, you know, oh, you know, they directed us here last night and we didn't have any idea what what was going on and we're so sorry, but now we're stuck here and and tell you what, he says, how about you take, you take, uh, just, just to consider us an auxiliary space for, for your guys. And if your guys need, if they don't want to be bothered by the press, they can just come over and, and hang hang out with us. And she sort of thinks that over and she decides, you know, it's not worth the trouble to have to go find some track authority and move it. And she agrees. So there we are. We're like with our with our our front grill is practically up against the, the, the back of the pit. And we're right next to the Renault team. And we are there, you know, home away from home. And, and they use it. And we end up spending the next two days talking to their drivers like they're our best friends. So, so there we are. And by Saturday night, the night before the race, we are, we're, we're like pals. And the Renault team invites us to come and, uh, and join them in their, in their soiree. And we, you know, they've got like steamship round and, and the best wines from France and the best cheeses from France and the best fruit. And, and I mean, I mean, it was like we were, we were royalty because we had, because we had snuck into that parking spot. In the, in the middle of the night. So what you're saying, crime pays. It, I'm saying, I'm saying, 
you're going to enjoy it, but you're not going to enjoy it as much as we did. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it, what's always uh, amazed me is watching the Watkins Glen uh, broadcast and seeing yeah. the thousands of people just all, you know, everywhere around that racetrack. It's almost yeah. like you, you can't look anywhere and there's there's fans at every corner. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh it's really just 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 like you 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 took a you took a handful and just sprayed them out over the over the hills. I mean, they're just everywhere. It's a you know, it's a, it's a it's a happening. It's it's got that feeling of the 60s. And it's a, uh, and it's a beautiful facility. Really oh, is a beautiful place. It's gorgeous. It's so beautiful. You you look out across the the hills out beyond the racetrack, and it's just you know vineyard wine all across. And, and it, it's it's beautiful. And, and it's also nice that when I was whenever I was there, it was fall and the colors were out. And man, oh man, it's just a beautiful place. I was, really is. I was gonna say. Um, you always hear that camping at Watkins Glen is pretty wild, but <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever had anything quite like that. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, it was, um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what I, I the, the luck was beyond the description. I mean, it was just like, wow. <laughs> you know, we got, I, I, years later, I went to a restaurant in New York that just run by was run by the great, the late great Rene Dreyfus. He got had a book written about him winning, uh, winning uh, a Grand Prix back in the in the thirties, and uh, he uh, he see this and, and I and he had like a a million uh, photos on the wall, and I started just looking at them, and they were all these historic uh, photos, and there was Marie Claude. With her car, and uh, and it's when I when I said to her, I said, it's "Mr. Dreyfus, is that Marie Claude?" And he said, "You know Marie Claude," and it was like we were best friends. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, yeah. Well, the, uh, go ahead. Uh, the Glen is, uh, you know, it's been there. It's funny. I looked it up. It's been there. They've had racing there since 1948, which makes it actually slightly younger than the than the site at the at, at the fairgrounds. Uh, the first race the first race there was like 1946, I think, um, when Ted Horn came and won the first event out there. So, so you know, Richmond and Watkins Glen are both steeped in the in the history of the sport for. Uh, for the for the country. In so. fact, folks, if uh, you want to hear more about all this, so you can also read about it, other than listening to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his um, column this week is fondest memories from Richmond and Watkins Glen. So uh, you get some inside information here, though. Yeah. yeah so that mean that. Yeah. That 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 didn't exactly that that part of the story didn't make the cut in the column. <laughs> no, no. I I, I just uh, I saved that for you guys. You know. <laughs> I need what? I need to get on Randy's level with the racetrack. You know, I, apparently I just need to go as a fan more often yeah. instead of not working the races. But, you know, one of the great things about the Glen was something that Richmond has done, and that, in in its own way, and it's more it's more um, 
it's sort of a more formal way. But when you were at the Glen back then, and I'm not sure how they how it runs now, what what the, what the bill is like. I haven't been there in a long time. But back then, the, the, there was the garage, and there ha- it had a walkway down the middle, and teams on either side of this walkway, and everybody who was once you were in the gate for I forget what it was, a couple of bucks. You could walk down. You could. There was just a table at the end, at the at the doorway of the garage, and you paid somebody who was sitting there. You know, some kid who was sitting there taking the money, and you could walk down that walkway and watch. You know, the Ferrari team and the and the McLaren team and 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 so on and so forth, the Renault team and look at those incredible cars and, and watch the mechanics do their work and see the drivers coming in and out, all that sort of thing. Just as the, as Richmond now has its, its garage walk, which is, it's one of the great things about Richmond to me, the, the, the remake of the infield is, uh, is the way they uh, geared it up. So, you know, if you, if you buy the ticket, you can, you can walk, walk down there and watch them do their stuff. And it was I I just thought that that was one of the great parts of the experience of uh, going to the Glen. It didn't matter, you didn't have to have credentials. You just you just paid your couple of dollars and uh, and and made that walk. It's great and it's great at, at the Richmond Raceway too. It's really terrific. Well, again, another great story. And we look forward to next week, my friend. Yeah, I'll see you guys. <laughs> Uh, man, another great story. It really is. Yeah. It's so so much fun to listen to history yeah. fr- from somebody else's uh, standpoint. And um, yeah, I- I've never been to the, to the Glen, but I hear. I mean, especially yeah. I forget what y- what when the Glen was, but it used to be in like a uh, a time of the season where it was nice and crisp and cool, uh-huh. and you know, it was oh yeah, it wasn't hot and sweaty and. <laughs> course up you get the farther north you go the cooler it gets oh yeah especially as the sun starts going down and yeah it's sweater weather up there so uh boy i mean man this show is really really coming together you know i just uh our our, let's end it on a good note then how about that we are going to end it on a fantastic note uh because we are going to talk to the uh well he hails from Yorktown, Virginia, but he lives in Boca Raton, Florida now. Um, he, dri- he just got hired by uh, Sam Hunt Racing uh, to drive the number 26 Toyota Supra. Um, he's, he also does some Lamborghini uh, uh, Super tr- Trofeo racing and uh, the uh, Precision Performance Motorsports team, which his dad owns, uh, was going to do a whole season of IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship racing. We're going to talk to him about that because he's a he's tur- he's a Langley driver turned road course ace. He is Brandon Godovic. How you doing, Brandon? Good. How's it going? Good, man. Uh, been a long time since I talked to you. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, I, you know, when last time I talked to you, you were doing uh, the Langley thing, and then uh, you, 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 and uh, your dad put together a uh, Anarca slash KNN slash uh, Xfinity team, and you were driving the number forty six uh, for Precision Performance Motorsports, and then then you went uh, road course racing. T- talk a little bit about that. 
Yeah, um, kind, of, kind of a little bit random, but um, when the K&N series, um, when they picked up uh, VIR and Road Atlanta on their schedule in 2013, I think it was, um, you know, I had, I had a ton of fun doing those two races, um, and it was just something afterwards where it was like, oh, you know, those were pretty cool. I'd probably like to, you know, kind of explore that a, a little bit more, just you know, some some more experiences with some fun, and um, and that was kind of about the end of that conversation there. And then 2014, um, I I think they took Road Atlanta off the schedule and it was just VIR and um, you know we went there and ran that race again and and then kind of re-sparked the conversation again and uh, so then in the off season before 2015 we just kind of started exploring around a little bit on the on the sports car side and uh, just so happened that about 30 minutes away from where uh, my parents lived here in Virginia, which at the time I was I was still living here, uh, Mitchum Motorsports, one of the Lamborghini teams at the time, was was right down in in Virginia Beach, and through some connections, we ended up getting hooked up with them, and and then uh, did the 2015 season with them, and ended up winning the championship and and world championship, and, and then it just kind of took off from that point and was, it was hard to, hard not to continue down that path uh, with everything that I had going on there. So uh, kind of happened pretty quick, but uh, been having a, a lot of fun over there on, on that side. Um, but definitely, definitely excited to have come back over into the Xfinity series to dabble around a little bit. Um, you know, everyone always asks me all the time, what's, What's your favorite car to drive, or which? What do you like more, the Xfinity car, or the, the you know the Lambos? And I say, uh, you know, it's 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 like kind of picking between your children, sort of thing. It's, it's, you know, <laughs> you know, I I I love I love and you know love things about each one, and you know like enjoy certain things more about 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 each. So you know, I just I just say I. I'm happy doing whichever one I'm doing that day and, and wouldn't be able to go without one or the other, you know. So. I, I'm sorry, driving a Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Look, as much as I'd like to drive an Xfinity car, I would really <laughs> like to race a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're, they're definitely awesome for sure. Um, but just the, I don't know. I mean, I, I grew up through the, the NASCAR ranks and, and uh, on on the you know, stock car side of things, so it's it's uh, it's kind of been my my bread and butter to the, begin with. And and when I you know when I left it in uh, I believe 2016, I think I did maybe one race in 2017. So I kind of went cold turkey on on jump, jumping out of it, and and then I haven't driven stock cars since then. You know, so it's definitely, definitely missed it. Um, but, you know, the Lambos for sure are a ton of fun to drive. Um, but they but they each have, you know, their, their unique thing of, of what makes them, you know, you know fun to drive. You know, paddle, paddle shifters is, 
is pretty awesome, but I do enjoy, you know, some of that, you know, aggressive gear banging stuff in a, in a stock color. Um, and, and really the, the horsepower of, of those colors, of the stock colors is, you know, still, still more than, than the sports car side. And you can definitely, definitely feel a difference in, in that. But, you know, but then you go to something like braking and, and the difference of, of those is just, it's incredible how, how different it is. So going, going into Indy, it was like my, my first lap out of, of taking it easy was almost at the edge of, of pushing the bra- the brake zone and the Xfinity car just because it, the, the brake zone is stacked up so far that it, you, you have to tell yourself before you go into it how, how much you have to back it up. And then especially as a run goes on, how far you have to back up a, back up a stock car is, you know, the, the brake zone throughout the end of the run is 10 times more backed up than it is on a sports car. Um, and, and just having the, the ADS and, and the sports cars is just a, a huge difference, which honestly, that was the hardest thing for me that, that it took to get, to get used to on the sports car side because I was used to no traction control and no ADS. So those were the, the things that are meant to help you were what were hurting me the most to, to start with. Um, but, but like I said, uh, you know, jumping between both is, is a ton of fun. I'm getting to, getting to, uh, you know, kind of play around in, in both realms. So, so you, uh, um, talk about playing. There was, you, you went to work at Indy a couple of weeks yeah, ago yeah. in, uh, in that Sam Hunt race, racing number 26. Um, first, how did you, uh, how did you get hooked up with them to do the, the Xfinity series deal on a part-time basis? Um, um, well, let's just start with that. Uh, yeah. So Sam actually drove on our team back in, in 2012, I believe it was. Um, and did a full full season of the K and N series with us uh, then, um, which is how we kind of you know got you know got hooked up together and and um, you know been friends ever since and kept in touch and seen each other at the race you know, every year since then pretty much and and uh, he started his his own deal um, a few years later and and got into the late model and came in stuff and, you know, obviously dabbing into, dabbling into the Xfinity side of it now and, and just, just through, um, you know, staying connected together, we ended up just getting into conversation about it. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because he's, he's sort of in the exact same situation, um, or in the exact same place that we were a couple of years ago on the Xfinity side, you know, doing, doing basically the exact same thing. And, uh, you know, I've had not only the driving experience, but also the, the team managing experience and, and just the experience in the series and, and how things go for a few years. So not only could I bring some of my driving experiences, but just a lot of my experiences of doing all the same things that, that he's having to do now and, and the team's having to do and some of the, you know, some of the learning parts of it that just kind of like you, you just have to do it to, to learn it. Um, so I'm able to bring 
a little bit of that knowledge into it as well, um, which which I think brings some brings some value to their team um, also. You went from from what, 30, 38th to twelfth, which is absolutely phenomenal um, at the 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 NDGP. Um, take us through that race and exactly you know what you had to do to, to one keep the car clean because there was a lot of people beating and banging throughout that entire race. Um, but not only keeping it clean, but going going up there, taking a small team and having a really really solid finish. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Honestly, um, I think there was there was something about doing having qualifying um, uh, before before the race, like the, the weeks before, which uh, you know I would have been kind of fine either way. But when I when I found out they weren't going to do qualifying, I was kind of was kind of pleased because then I didn't have to worry about qualifying, you know, somewhere in in the middle of the pack and and then going into turn one the first time. Honestly, I, I was from what I saw out of my windshield just in practice. I was expecting half the field to not make turn one because <laughs> 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 there was just you know so many brake lockups and and missing missing turn one and, and turn twelve and and some of those big brake zones with just everyone getting used to a new track and stuff and and that place is you know going from such high speed and and turn one down to or uh, down the front stretch. Into turn one at basically the slowest, one of the slowest speeds on the track. Um, it's a it's a big, long, heavy brake zone, so I uh, I wasn't too sure how, how it was going to go uh, for everybody the first time through. Um, so I was I was plenty okay with with starting in the back and being able to kind of just lay back a little bit and and uh, find myself a hole. But um, but yeah, so the uh, the first run there, the the car was, was a rocket. Actually, we were able to drive up from thirty eighth to somewhere between twenty fifth and twentieth. I think in the first ten laps or so. Um, but then I think I I kind of burned burned it up a little bit, um, just trying to drive through the field real quick, and then we started to stall out a little bit, and that that. Um, that second you know, lap 10 to 20 before the end of the stage, it kind of stalled out a little bit. And I think we we're 19th or 18th um, by the end of the first stage. Um, and then from there was uh, actually after the first pit stop, we, um, I think part of it was the track was changing really quick and, and we didn't, we didn't adjust as much as, I didn't. I didn't let the guys know as as much of an adjustment as I needed to keep up with the track changes. So we ended up getting really tight for the second run, and and by the end of the race, I'd only gotten a little bit out of it. So uh, kind of was losing a bit there with with the snugness, um, and and then a little bit, and we had we had struggled with some brake issues in, in practice, and uh, I think some of those carried over in, into the race so about kind of. 20, 15, 20 laps into the race, I was having to back the brake zones up a bit more than than we should have, and, and had to maintain that the, the whole race. So even though we finished 12th, it was you know I was actually a, a little bit disappointed because you know speed wise in the first first 10, 15 laps or so we were running fifth to 
fifth to seventh place times consistently the, the whole time. And, and some of the people that we were passing and, and battling in, in the middle of the race, even, even when we were snug, um, you know, some of the people that finished in the top 10, we were, we had driven by and, and, and pulled away from. So I, feel, I feel like we were a six to six to ninth place color realistically. If, uh, um, if actually, if it hadn't just been for one of the one of the restarts where we ended up losing like five or seven spots, we got really shuffled around on, on one of those three lap runs at the end of the stage. I think we would have just without that, we would have finished top ten. But I mean, still, twelfth place was was a great run. Definitely, um, definitely can't can't complain about it. But uh, the car was the car was fantastic. Um, Handling one as uh, other than that little bit of tightness um, and some of the small brake issues, but uh, the guys did a great job, and yeah, Sam's put together put together an awesome team, and and uh, been hoping to do do some more with them for sure. Have you guys settled in on what uh, events that you will be driving the car? Um, there is one coming up that uh, is is looking. Uh, Looking like it'd be a, a good pick, uh, something similar, similar to how Indy was. I don't know if that's given away any kind of hints a little bit. But, uh, Wonder what that could be. Uh, yeah, so, um, I think I think my face might show it very intensely. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to drive the <clears throat> the no. Daytona road no. course, would you? What's that? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, he you know he did the the Rolex twenty four beginning of the season at Daytona. So he, he does have a little bit of experience on that road yeah. course. Yeah. 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 Uh, which our, our 24 experience this year wasn't, well, it was good up until about hour eight or nine. And then we went spinning through the grass wildly when we got plowed into from behind from somebody that didn't realize we were going down pit road. So that was a, <laughs> an unfortunate yeah. 24 hour for us. But, uh, now, Brandon doesn't know this, but at uh, Precision, uh, at uh, your Precision Performance Motorsports, uh, obviously your dad, Richard, who also races at Langley Speedway uh, when he can, uh, owns, the, uh, owns the team. But uh, I'm pretty sure she's still there, but they have on their team, I think she's the team manager, I think, is the last time I looked, uh, one of the best female drivers ever from the state of Virginia. Um, she actually, so she was not with us this past year, but, but she worked with us in the 20, the 2019 season. Um, and then we, uh, just went some different ways in, in 2020. Um, I mean, sorry, 20, 2018 season and then 2019, we, we just went some different ways, but, uh, but yeah, she did a great job for us in, uh, in 2018. And, and, uh, that was our first, uh, first year with, uh, with the Lambo stuff uh, for for our team, and uh, ended up having a, a lot of a lot of success our, our first year. Well, um, so we we're pretty pleased with it. Yeah, for 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 reference for everybody that who we were talking about, I should have said her name in the beginning. Uh, Sunny, I knew her as Sunny Hobbs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think she's gotten married, but uh, she was a great little uh, driver here in uh, in the state. In fact, I think last year she started a late model team that raced at Dominion Raceway. So, um, man, uh, 
I know that this has kind of all been screwed up because of the COVID pandemic. Uh, the I, the I, y'all's run at the IMSA uh, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship this year. Yeah. So since IMSA. Uh, yeah. So since since uh, all the the COVID stuff's been going on and and you know there was so much uncertainty with um, with whether the season was even going to get going again. Um, it was hard to we weren't able to kind of in the same place as all these other teams uh, all these other teams where you know we just weren't sure if we were even going to be able to get going and and we've had to really you know our team has sat around since daytona and and the first race if we were doing we were doing the 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 weather tech season would have been that july 4th weekend and so that was what about about six months of of sitting around really that we just couldn't couldn't afford to you know, just you know kind of have all the overhead of, of sitting around and, and some of the deals we had set up with with drivers you know everybody's everybody's been affected in one way or another so some drivers have had to pull out of deals and 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 change plans and and a lot of teams have had to have been enduring the kind of same thing, so we just had to had to bail out on on, on that season for for this year. Um, but we'll still be still be involved in the Super Trofeo season, which starts up uh, next month at Road America. Um, but a little bit unfortunate that we were only to do able to do Daytona this year, and then um, I think it was actually the the week of or the week before we were headed to Sebring for the 12 hours and when all this, you know, all this happened quickly, um, happened and, uh, you know, ended up getting shut down. We were, I think at that point everybody was thinking, you know, it was going to be a, a month, month or yeah. two shutdown kind of thing. And now it's turned into sort of the, the normal way of life now with, the way some of these things are and not really uh not really any idea when things will will truly go back to normal but um but yeah i'm you know unfortunate there but it just kind of is what it is and you know everyone everyone kind of having to to deal with the same thing and and having to make changes uh i want to have you back on um, at some point to talk about the the drivers that you've been able to team with and traveling all over the world and how that's affected y- you and how it's uh, helped your racing. But I want to shift gears a little bit because we're running a little bit short on time. Um, <clears throat> the the obviously the news this week uh, this weekend of Sean Beluzzo's passing. Um, you you were able to race with him um, <clears throat> at Langley Speedway. And, uh, in fact, uh, last year, uh, you came back to try to go after the bounty, uh, that was placed on his head, uh, because he was winning every weekend, uh, kind of give your thoughts on, uh, Sean Beluzzo and, and how you felt, uh, when you, when you heard the news. Yeah. I mean, he's such a, you know, it's the worst, you know, the worst thing that anybody, you know, any of the, you know, the whole racing family and by racing family I mean everybody in racing you know can can you know the worst news anybody can get you know, especially one that's 
and you know, technically five minutes from home from, from where I grew up kind of thing and and somebody that I've you know, known so personally pretty much my and I think I think actually you know my first race at Langley he was in the race with me in, in late models at the time um you know just you know such a it's hard to even know what to say really but um you know Sean was a obviously the, the king of the modifieds out there um with you know I don't even know how many wins how many wins he's had in there, but I think eleven championships. And, uh, you know, obviously that's been that's been his dojo, and, and everybody that comes at Langley is is, is up against the master. Uh, so you know, getting getting to go out there and and, and race with him, uh, you know, was always was always a an awesome time because it was. You know, showing up, you know, he was the he was the one to beat, and and uh, you know, to beat him was isn't isn't easy an easy task out there with, with the amount of experience he's had and and time that he's had to, to work and develop on his car. Um, but you know, just someone that'll be you know, very very missed in in the in the Langley Langley Speedway family for for a long time, and it's, it's you know, the track's gonna. Not going to have the same feel for a while, but you know, it's, it's just like the, the part of the family is just not there anymore. You know, yeah, it's just a sad time for sure, and and, uh, and just feel really bad for, for his whole family. And and really, time's the only thing that heals any anything. And so I just hope hope them and and everybody can you know just come together and. And uh, try to try to make it through through the tough times. Yeah. Well, um, folks, you can follow Brandon at brandongodovic.com. That's his last name spelled G-D-O-V-I-C-E. Uh, Facebook, it's brandon.godovic. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, it's at brandongodovic. Uh, and, of course, you can go to, to the Precision Performance Motorsports. I think it's uh, PPM646. Six, six, I think, I think yep. Um, and to follow him, but uh, Brandon, we want to have you back on again, and uh, hopefully, we'll get to see you uh, in that number twenty-six again here shortly. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on, folks. He is Brandon Godovic, man, uh, an- another great kid, it really is, uh, and he and he's done really well in the sports car stuff. I oh mean, yeah, really well, and and the list of drivers that he's teamed with, unbelievable. Un, if you saw the list, of, mm-hmm. you would go, what? Surround yourself with, with good, good people. good people, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you'll be su- successful. Yeah. Um, and it was, that's a damn good damn good show. Yeah. Damn yeah. good show. Uh, they, we, we've got uh, – we'll, we'll have another – in fact, I think we're going to have a really special guest next week. We don't want to say the name yet because mm. we want to make sure we got him first. Hey, Racing Virginia legend yeah hall of famer hall of famer and uh, <clears throat> uh hope to have him on shortly but um folks uh you know uh first of all for brandon and me thank you for listening can't thank you enough uh we are we are fast approaching some new some uh, places where you can watch it youtube uh, is going to be up here very shortly uh should be fun uh, and of course we're going to put it on all the, uh, you know, the iTunes, Spotify. I mean, that's all being worked on. I know it's a little slower than it should be, but, um, we want to make sure it's right 
and in the right places before we launch it that way. And, and of course, you can always find it at RacingVirginia.com and our, our social media channels. At Racing Virginia. Yeah, because uh, Brandon's been putting up like full. You guys are getting the cream of the crop. Yeah. Brandon's been putting up full interviews for some of these drivers. Yeah. Okay. So you guys, we, we want to give get, you a taste. You of, guys are getting spoiled. Of what? Uh, spoiled, what we, I'm saying. Well, we want to give you a taste of what, what we're offering you guys so you can come and listen to the whole thing because it yeah. all of it is really interesting. And um, we want to showcase how cool and how awesome our drivers, our facilities, our, our uh, the, the team members, and everyone, uh, everyone that makes Racing Virginia go in the Commonwealth. And I got to thank you because uh, our numbers on social media, the, the people following us is going up. Yeah, well, you just have to have consistent yeah. content that people want to look at. So um, thank you for that. By yeah. the way, tell all your friends that like racing, they need, yeah. they need to follow us, okay? Yeah. We need to get to like at least 10,000. Yeah, we need we need 10,000 is the number. 10,000 yeah. is, 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 ben- is a benchmark. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then we can work uh, Well, we I tell you what, let's go for an easier benchmark. Okay. Let's go 5,000 because we're halfway there. Okay. Okay? All right. We're a little over halfway there. Okay. Let's well, go five, and then we want ten. Just, just got to keep the content rolling, yeah, and that's not gonna, my job. So. Not, not going to get too greedy. Yeah. Uh, I do want to remind you, um, folks, to hug your loved ones. Yep. Uh, tell them you love them every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never know when it will be their last day. Yeah. So please, uh, you and know. Be I, good to your friends, yes. too. Be good to your racing be good friends. To, be, be good, good to, to everybody. everybody. <laughs> be good to everybody. But, yes, be yeah. good to your racing yeah. friends. If you're competitors, you can be competitors on the racetrack, yeah. but you sh- you could you should be able to be friends off the yeah. off the racetrack. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know because you just never know. And um, uh, as we said earlier, we're going to miss Sean. Yep. Sean Beluzzo is going to be gravely missed by a lot of folks. Uh, and um, we just want you to 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 be kind. Remember to be kind to everybody. And most importantly, remember to keep racing, Virginia. <laughs>